How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. You know, you know, Randall's been an, uh, a great player for us. Uh, he's one of the all-time Packers, and um, we're kind of still putting that that uh, puzzle together. Um, same thing. I mean, Clay's obviously been. I mean, he's a he'll be a Packer Hall of Famer. He's been a great player for us for a long time. Um, you know, he's uh, he's still playing at a very very high level, and um, we'll we'll kind of get to that you know, as we go over the next two weeks. Those are the words of Brian Gutekunst last year as they were starting to go through the evaluation process. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon in Hubertus. Go to GoSloppyJoe's.com. they got a lot coming up, a lot of uh, not only good food, but they got a lot of great entertainment out there as well. That's just such a Wisconsin bar, just such a cool, cool place. Go to GoSloppyJoe's.com. That's GoSloppyJoe's.com. And our friends that came on yet again this year, our friends from Lake Chevy Radio, Joe Zinzola. Yeah, formerly Brager Chevy, now the all-new Lake Chevy, 4100 South 27th Street in Milwaukee. Same great people, same great surface. Nothing has changed. just the name. Uh, Glenn, he'll take care of you if you're looking to get some work done on your car because, hey, everyone needs work done on their car. Or if you're looking for a new or even a used car, doesn't matter, Wally or anyone, the sales staff there, they will take care of you as well. For inventory, new or used, service appointments, it don't matter. It's all at Lake Chevy. Go to LakeChevyMKE.com, LakeChevyMKE.com. Things are better at the lake. Things better at the lake. And uh, we are going to be flying out over the lake and then southward. Mike Clemens now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Michael, how are you doing today, buddy? Good, yeah. We were at Combine last year, and we asked the uh, you know, relatively new Packer general manager, Brian Gutekunst, about these guys like Randall Cobb and Clay Matthews. I mean, you're not going to really let these guys walk out the door, are you? Oh, you know, the great Packers, Cobb and Clay. and Yeah, yeah we, 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 really, really, we haven't really decided yet, you know. By the way, I think Cobb's 55 catches, wouldn't that have made him at least the number two receiver for the Packers this year? I think so. Would have, yeah. You know, he had a pretty good year down in Dallas. I mean, every time I turned on the Cowboys, if Dak Prescott was under pressure and scrambled around on third down, he was looking for Randall downfield about 25 yards on the hash and, you know, bang, he'd him and all that. Not to say that, well, maybe that would have been the right thing to do. I don't know. Maybe he didn't have enough money about it to do that move. But And then last summer, after Clay had signed with the Los Angeles Rams, he was asked about what was it like the day he got the call from Brian Gutekunst who said, you know, Clay, we're going to move on. Yeah, I mean, it obviously was difficult. I think everybody envisions playing, you know, their entire career out with one team, especially having played a decade out there. But um, I was actually headed over there to get a workout in because it was a few days before free agency. They called and let me know that it just wasn't in the cards moving forward. Wish me the best of luck moving forward. And we wrapped up a 10-year career in about 30-second phone call. 30 seconds. Well, you know what? Um, he found out it's a business, I guess, the best way to put it, right? And so that's why now over the next several days when our shows are playing back clips and 
Brian Goodykins has asked about, well, what do you think about Brian Balaga coming back? Or what do you think about, you know, kicker Mason Crosby coming back? You know, remember those you know quotes from Clay Matthews, you know, that, hey, I mean, it's rare that you get to the third contract in Green Bay. So, I listen, today, in listening to Brian Goodykins, he's a really sharp guy. I mean, he's he has so much knowledge and details at his fingertips. He's very clever and coy in what he does say and the information he does give out and, and the things that he holds back on, and like those situations we talked about there. But I thought that this was a pretty passionate question when he was asked. So when you did bring in guys like Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith into that locker room to sort of change, and Adrian Amos back at safety, you know, this is a guy that, that – uh, they're watching that Rams game, and they're watching HaHa Clinton Dix after two or three years, and just standing in space in Ole, watching you know running backs run past him for for touchdowns. They traded him in two days. You know what? Get out of here. Or Jermaine Whitehead, who was coming on. You know, uh, Mike Pettin was using this guy as a hybrid linebacker, but he jacked a, a Patriots center in the face mask, and that's not where, that's not Packer people. He released him. You know, just got rid of him. He was he was churning the roster. Last year, he he added 29 new names to that roster since his time last year, and so he is asked when he signed guys like Zadarius and Preston, was he trying to send a message into the locker room? Yeah, I don't know if I actually set out to to try to message the team by doing those things. I thought, you know, um, you know, last year I thought there were some significant things we needed to do to to move forward and be the kind of team and compete for championships. I didn't think we were close enough. And we'll be able to do that unless we did a bunch of stuff. So we go through our process like we always do, and um, these opportunities presented itself. And I just felt last year, um, you know, that I thought we needed to do something. I kind of feel like we're all in every year. I mean, it's not, I don't think we try to build for windows or things like that. We're, we're, you know, it's Green Bay, Wisconsin. We have Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to be in it every year. That's kind of how we think. Um, I just thought there was a lot we needed to do last year to get to the, you know, to, to get to where we wanted to be. And, um, again, it wasn't about messaging our team or anything like that. But, um, you know, there's salary cap constricts you what you can do. Um, we had some room last year, and so we just thought that was what the best decisions for our football team at the time. I, uh, I Look, I'm glad that he's kind of a business guy in that sense, Mike, that he just says, look, it's, it's the best way to go for our football team. I thought he was very frank and honest about Aaron Rodgers. I thought he was very frank and honest about how Aaron carried the team at time, but he needs additional weaponry. Uh, there was a lot of things there today to kind of nosh on that he may not have come out and given you specifics, but yet there was enough there that you could say, okay, I kind of get a sense as to what he's thinking. You know what I mean? I think that's, a, that's well put, that you know this guy's on it, you know he's holding some pretty good cards, you know, and he's not gonna. You're not, you know, he's not gonna deal them all quite yet. But you're confident that he's on it. And and you know, I told you this one thing a month before McCarthy got fired after the loss to the Cardinals. I said, would you look at this tape that they've got from the locker room and look at the, you know, they just barely beat the San Francisco 49ers, which were a fledgling team at the time, and C.J. Beathard had come in there, and had it not been for an interception from Kevin King, that 49ers team may have tied that up at home. And this is a game that the Packers thought they were going to put away by 20 points last year at Lambeau Field. And so you see Goodikin standing in the back of the locker room, not happy. 
because he's it's just it's dead in that locker room. It's, they just won the football game, but it's dead, it's stale, and you know he's reporting this stuff up to Murphy. Uh, you know, like this is not happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not happening anymore, uh, and we we've got to move on from this. And so then Goodikins was asked, as much as due diligence he does as the personalities of these players he's bringing in, did he anticipate the amount of leadership he got out of Zadarius and Preston that he got last season? We really we felt really good about the, the people we were bringing into the locker room. I don't think you can ever bring someone in from outside your building and know how they're going to affect the locker room. I think you, you can have some insight. Um, you want them to be good people. Um, but it's, it's really never just one or two guys. It's usually, you know, multiple. And in this case, it was. And um, now we really liked, you know, all the intel we had on Z and Preston and all the guys, Adrian, uh, Billy. Um, we knew that they would be good additions to our group. But to see the, you know, the new guys and the guys who had been here come together and um, put the individual stuff aside for the team stuff was, um, was impressive. And there's no doubt a key component to that is Darius Smith going to Matt LaFleur and saying, you know, uh, it's, it's a little stiff in Green Bay. I know this is the way it's always been, but you need to let us have a little celebration. Right. You know, it's, it's allowed. The rules, the league allows us to do that. Let's put something up in that video board to help. I want to help you with our players get that, that Lambeau Field crowd going like you want to, whether it's a foghorn or something yeah. put up on the video board. <laughs> yes. But it came from the players, and, and it was the right balance and mix from the new head coach saying, all right, I'll allow that. Let's not get crazy about it. Keep me informed. But, yeah, we'll open up the valve a little bit, and that's how guys bought in week after week. And then, and then LaFleur turns around after the Bears win and says, you know what, let's call for elections. You guys elect team captains. So Zedarius gets elected Defensive team captain, Aaron Rodgers for offense, Mason Crosby for special teams. And then uh, there was another conversation today, and that was with Gutekinds today, and it was asked about uh, Rashawn Gary, at outside linebacker. Yeah. Now, this is a guy that was a first-round pick. Um, did, uh, you know, some people think, well, you wasted, did you... Did you get your values worth out of a first-round pick in the first season? Because some people thought that Rashawn Gary, you know, wasn't out there enough. And here's what Goodikin said. I disagree with that. Um, I thought he contributed quite a bit. I mean, he uh, was behind two really, really good players. And he didn't see probably the normal amount of snap time that you would get from a first-round draft pick. Um, but when he was in there, I thought, you know, I thought he affected the game. Um, you know, he uh, – his – explosiveness off the edge was was very evident and affected the passer when he was in there. So I'm excited for him. I think he's got a great coach, and he's got a great, couple of great players in front of him that he's learning from. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do in year two. Do you think he's definitely an edge player? Yeah, I think he's, you know, quite frankly, I think he's a lot in Z's role. You know, I, I see him being able to come off the edge. I think, I think he can move inside and play the three technique. I think he can stand up over the center like we did with Z. I think he can, he can do a lot of those things. Similar to Z when Z was young, I think he's – He's growing into it, you know, and I think it's it's like anything, you know, you, you want him to master one thing kind of before you move him on to the next, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I, see, I see him. I know we talked a lot about this last year in the offseason about you, know, you really like to have a lot of versatility within that group so you can do a lot of that, you know, move guys around so that uh, offensive, you know, offensive linemen can't get kind of a beat on where they're coming from. I uh, I like the fact that he says, wait a minute, no, he wants to correct you right away in regards to Rashawn Gary. Um, I will say this, though, 
when Gary did play, it wasn't like we were concentrating on him. He did have a couple of moments where he pushed a pile around, but I think he's a long way from being that big-time impact player or even challenging uh, Zadaria Smith for his spot. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Mike Clemens is on board. Stay tuned. Mike and I are going to be heading down to uh, Miami coming up here this weekend. We leave uh, early, late, late tonight, early tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Compliments of our friends at Skipper Buds. Skipper, the boat show is going on right now at the uh, the Wisconsin Center over there, um, the Wisconsin Expo Center at the State Fair Park right now. Go in and say hi to Todd at Skipper Bud. They're looking to make deals. Say, Todd, I'm looking for a deal on a boat. Bill Michael Semi said, you can give me a great deal. What is it? He'll give you a wink and a nod and go, okay, here's the deal. So go get the Bill Michaels deal from Todd over there at Skipper Buds. Tell them we said hi. And uh, we can't thank them, thank them enough. They've been with us now for the few years. So stay tuned. we got a lot more with Mike Clemens coming up next. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. I've grown up here. You know, got married when I was a Packer, bought my first house. I still live in two kids. I mean, a lot of ups and downs, you know, that my wife and I have grown from personally, professionally, you know, so we've become adults here technically. So a lot of grown up has been done and very appreciative of being a Green Bay Packer and being a part of a lot of good stuff that's gone on here the last 10 years. Those are the words of Brian Balaga. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show on the air. We are glad you're on board. Thanks for joining us. As always, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pindell, a great machining company, quality machining company. They take care of their employees and their customers. Best part about it is um, they want you to think about a career. You're not just looking for a job. They want a career, whether it's computer technologies and, and punch press operation or whatever it happens to be that they are doing that day or just getting into the factory side of things. Whatever it is, they want you to think of it as a career, and they really want to help you out. Go to Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L, Pindell.com. That is Pindell.com. And tell them we sent you, because they're, they're just good people over there. Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. You know, they've got some decisions to make. Brian Balaga obviously saying, look, I was drafted. I remember his rook when he just got drafted, there was a Ryan Braun threw a party at what used to be called Decibel Deep Bar up on the east side. Mm-hmm. And I went over to the party there, and uh, Brian Balaga walked in and was sitting there talking to him and his girl, I think it was his girlfriend at the time, and just was chatting and just the nicest guy and just, you know, kind of coming out of college and just trying to get his feet wet and all the thoughts about the Packers. And I can't believe it's come full circle to where now he's – you know, free agent, he's had a couple of contracts, he's had some injuries, but he played his butt off this year and probably earned himself some nice money. Uh, and, and a good down-to-earth guy out of Iowa, uh, one of a dozen guys that got a lot of snaps that are now free agents. I mean, Geronimo Allison, you know, the wide receiver, uh, Tremont Williams. Um, Jason Spriggs technically is still on the team. He was put on an injured reserve thing when, you know, when he had injured his knee. Tyler Fackrell, linebacker uh, back there. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, and do they do they just cut uh, Lane Taylor now that uh, he's been replaced? Right, uh, you know, at left guard or Jimmy Graham. You know, they just cut him to save some cap space. And then, of course, the, the, at the top of the list too is Blake Martinez, inside linebacker, fourth round pick, Stanford, leading tackler in the league for, through much of last season, besides the Green Bay Packers. And so we asked Blake as he was cleaning out his locker room, what is his agent telling him? Right now, it's just focusing on myself, getting my body right, and then he'll have more answers down the road of what's going to be out there, um, what options and things like that, and kind of see how it all pans out. Uh, More in all the other 32 teams' hands, 
who wants to have me and those types of things. And obviously, I'd love to be here. I, uh, I, I mean, I know a lot of these guys might want to stick around. Obviously, they got to make some decisions as to who they're actually going to keep. Gutekunst, um, you know, one of the big things that we've seen all season long has been this defense, the interior, and more so even the linebacking position. It has been kind of the soft area. It's not to say Kenny Clark didn't have a good season. It's just that they just need another guy. They need some more bodies up the gut. And Kenny Clark is probably at the top of the list to uh, get a contract renewal. But when Gutekinds was asked about that, you know, after what happened against the 49ers uh, and the lack of run defense, do you, you know, do you think he need to do things to beef up the defensive interior? And listen to the name that's at the top of his list as he goes through that Packers interior defensive line. Yeah, I think obviously, you know, um, you know, Blake Martinez is up, and I think, you know, we're gonna have to take a long look at the inside linebackers and make sure we're, we're squared away there, but. Um, yeah, I really do like our defensive line group. I really do. Um, you know, I think obviously Kenny's a very, very good player. I'm really happy with Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster. Um, I think Montrevious Adams and, and Kingsley Kiki will, will see a lot more action, you know, in year two than um, in Matt's um, tenure here. But um, and those guys need to step up and they need, they need to they need to do their job. And I think that they will. I'm excited for them. They're both really explosive athletes. But I like the group. Um, but we'll never. I mean. With defensive front and offensive linemen, I mean, if there's good players there, we're always going to try to, to try to improve. When it comes to this past season, Mike, um, do you think – I know Gutekinds was asked about um, what else could they have done, you know, maybe to, to, to help things out. I mean, I think he did a tremendous job in bringing in free agents. Obviously, you're hoping, always hoping your draft choices start to pan out. He, he did have a couple of injuries, but nothing major. But was there something more you think that Gutekinds and this staff could have done well, that's what everybody was saying when you got into September. Uh, and, you know, after Devontae Adams, you know, it wasn't like MVS was really stepping up as the weapon that they'd hoped for or Geronimo Allison was. Then there's the one week when both of those guys were injured with concussions and ankle injuries and you weren't sure they were going to be able to get on the field by the following Sunday. And that's why they picked up Ryan Grant, uh, who'd been released by the Raiders, been with the Redskins for several teams, and then Grant spent the rest of the season inactive. If they, uh, and I, when listeners keep on asking me, well, how come they don't put him in there? Well, it's because they think he's the eighth-best receiver out there. Yeah. Kumaro and everybody else is better than that guy. Um, so I, I was interesting. You know, There was that period around September or October before the trade deadline, and you'd hear about guys like you know Manuel Sanders, who you just beat with the Broncos, and instead, it was the 49ers that gave up three draft picks to add them to their roster and, and to their arsenal. So Goodykins was asked, if you'd, if you'd done it over again, is there something you wish you'd done more for 2019? And he says, yeah, probably help out the offense. You know, as we got through the first part of the season before the trade deadline, you know, we were looking to maybe see if it would, it would make sense to add another ex- explosive offensive player. Um, the opportunities to do that, um, there were not many. And the ones that were were not particularly um, sound value, in my opinion. Um, but we looked at that. Um, but it's, um, you know, I, I also was very optimistic that some of our young players would, would improve and get us where we needed to be. Um, but I think that's the one area where when we were in that period before the trade deadline that we were looking at. That was uh, one of those... Uh, comments I thought was very telling. It was very quick, but he said I, we were hoping that some of the guys would get us where we needed to be. And I think he's specifically talking about Geronimo Allison and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, when he talked about that, looking at, for explosive players, what more they could have done, I think he thought 
if if there's one out there, we'll get it. Otherwise, we believe that the guys we have can get us there, and that never materialized. You know what I mean? I mean, I think they really believed or at least hoped that those two guys specifically would step up and become the weapons that everybody wanted them to be. And maybe they kept too many receivers and not enough running backs because Kyle Shanahan's got like four, you know, four or five running backs in the backfield. You had Danny Vitale in at fullback. He had an knee injury toward the end of the season. But you're going into these games with the Aaron Jones show and sometimes Jamal Williams. And later when they picked up the returner, Tyler Irvin, you saw him actually get some snaps in there. They had a pretty good kid that was coming out of camp named Trey Carson, but when they were tight and they needed to make some moves and they were going to try and you know, put him on waivers, he got picked up you know, by another team right away. And Dexter mm-hmm. Williams is the rookie. They just didn't seem to trust him to put in there. So Goodykins was asked, do you need to have more running backs on the depth charts than just Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams heading into next year? Obviously with Aaron and Jamal, we got two pretty good backs that I'm very confident in. Um, you know, you think... Yeah, we've usually kept between three and four on the roster, and and, and that's um, probably how we'll, we'll move forward. Um, I think certainly you're always looking for more explosive backs. I think you know Dexter didn't give him many opportunities this year. Hopefully next year moving forward he'll, he'll see some opportunities because um, he certainly has that kind of explosiveness to him. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, Aaron – uh, obviously had a fantastic year. was a was a dynamic not only as a runner but in the in the passing game as well. Um, and then Jamal. I mean, I thought when when Jamal was out, you, you could kind of see our team feel it a little bit. You know, he's such an important part of uh, not only our running game, but you know, he's he's a he's an excellent pass blocker. He's probably the best pass blocker we have on the football team right now uh, for the backfield. So, um, really confident in those two guys going into the next year. But um, and um, we'll kind of. You know, excited to see what Dexter can do. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to look for some competition there, no doubt. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We will wrap things up. Our good buddy Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, this portion of the program. Brought to you by good friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Sean and the whole gang over there, they get it done for you, and they do it incredibly well. As a matter of fact, they guarantee it for life, and they're based in Wisconsin, which means a lot. If you have a problem, you can call them, and they're right here. From Green Bay to Milwaukee, we're seen everywhere in between. Whether it's epoxy flooring, polyurea coatings, paint in that room, colors, finishes, you name it, they can do it. And they can do it even in the temperatures all the way down to 20 below zero. They do amazing work. Amazing work. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. I've had them in my home, and they're just great people. Again, epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Or call Sean, 262-443-2852. 262-443-2852. Final segment, Bill Michael Show, coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Richard Sherman gets his fourth in his postseason career and ends this game. San Francisco going to the Super Bowl with a big win tonight over Green Bay. Um, it's hard to get back to these games. You know, I've been to four, four NFC championships um, in 14 years. You know, I feel like that we can get back there, put in the work, and uh, see what happens. Of Tremont Williams, uh, who is talking about putting in the work and coming back and playing again for the Green Bay Packers. See what happens. Welcome back to the program. Bill Michaels show. We continue on. Final segment of the program before we uh, head down to Miami. I uh, got Mike Clemens, my traveling partner, and as we get ready to cover Super Bowl 54 and Radio Row and everything we have going on, wrapping up the uh, Brian Gutekind's press conference from a little bit earlier today. And 
Mike, uh, like we talked about, some decisions to be made, and not only on guys that are unrestricted free agents, but guys they currently have contracts with. But do you keep them around, that type of thing? And uh, Jimmy Graham's one of those guys. Yeah, I saw Jimmy Graham walking into the visitors' locker room at Levi Stadium. Pretty emotional, blown out. You know, you, you know, you just want you just wonder what's going through his mind. It's just disappointed that the season ended abruptly. That uh, he, you know, he comes up short of getting uh, a chance at a Super Bowl ring for his career. Maybe that's his last game in Green Bay. Maybe that's his last game in the National Football League. All those kinds of things. And, you know, this team has really been talking up Jay Sternberger, the rookie, in the last couple of weeks because of not what he can do just as a tight end, but they really were impressed on how, after overcoming some injuries, you know, he had that, uh, he had that uh, tough concussion uh, during the joint practices with the Texans, that uh, you know, they couldn't get over how dedicated he was to downfield blocking and some big blocks that he took. Robert Tanyan, you know, was flashed from time to time, but then he missed several weeks in the middle of the season with a hip injury. So Goodkins was asked about, you know, the $9 million, man, you're paying to Jimmy Graham. Do you think you got your money's worth in his second year in Green Bay? Yeah, I'm really glad we had Jimmy, not only Jimmy, but Mercedes this year. Obviously, that group of tight ends. I mean, Jace, we're really excited about Jace and what he can do in the future, but obviously he had some injury stuff early, and he had some growth after only playing one year at Texas, Texas A&M. So um, I was really happy having those two guys in the room um, to kind of carry it, along with Bobby Tanyan. Uh, I know that you know Jimmy's numbers probably aren't where he wants them to be, or certainly where you know other guy, other people want them. But um, I was glad we had him in a lot of the situations we were in this year. I uh, I understand about Jimmy Graham about you know because he was the guy that uh, Aaron Rodgers called his best friend. Yeah, well, and it, it, particularly through last year, you know the turmoil of last year, and um, and I get that sense too that Jimmy Graham is a solid dude. I don't understand why he didn't want to talk to us or talk to fans uh, that much. Um, I would assume that it's over with, that they can move on, that they can get, they can get production uh, out of that position for far less. You know, maybe some guy they can pick up. I, I know they made some moves with some of the guys that they had on the practice squad that they've got a tight end, but I don't see them coming back. There is, there is a bit of a buzz, though, that the Packers made uh, a pretty impressive turnaround that there's a, they're doing a much better job of bringing guys in off the street, what they're doing with their pro personnel. And so, you know, Gutekind even admitted today he hopes that he can get through the draft and not lose people like John Eric Sullivan, mm-hmm. you know, who's been coming up through the ranks of the college scout. Now he's been running the, the, you know, the pro personnel, you know, to, to bring in a guys like Zadarius and Preston and, you know, Adrian Amos and Milt Hendrickson is the guy that they brought in a year or two ago. Well, Milt was there when they were building that uh, rebuilding that Ravens team, you know, after Ozzie Newsom stepped down. So there's some guys that uh, people are looking at that maybe they would get uh, an interview for a general manager job later on. And I thought this was an interesting insight. The Goodykin says that one of the things they've done you know, since Ted stepped down is they're paying so much more attention to the professional players, you know, to getting talent in free agency, and that he was asked, do you now have like a board just like your draft board for the uh, unrestricted free agents in the NFL? Yeah, we kind of, I think, you know, two years ago, we kind of started changing up a little bit about how we went about it. Um, We started to set a board, and then we actually, you know, started having meetings exactly how we have our college meetings, and 
Um, it's a little bit more monotonous and it takes a little bit longer. Um, we have to kind of carve out some time for that. Um, but it was really important for us. You know, most of those guys in our prototype came from the college side, so that's what we're familiar with. That's how we that's how we like to grind the tape. Um, so, um, you know, we've always done that here. Obviously, had a, a process we go through in free agency. Um, but we did kind of tweak it a little bit as far as how we build a board and how we how we have meetings. Now uh, the off season officially begins. They're going to start building their board. They got combine. We'll get into the draft speculation and free agent moves in the off season. Mike, it's it's always been good. So uh, kind of a, a glimpse into us attacking the ground because we leave rather early, uh, late tonight, early tomorrow morning. Yeah, we're being at the airport at what old dark thirty? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like two a.m. something like that. So <laughs> and depending on what the weather is, so we're heading down. So uh, if people want to follow you and uh, follow what we do down in Miami from your side of things, where do they go? Well, you can go to the Twitter, I suppose, Mike Clemens NFL or something like that. And we, but you know, the stuff that we do, the stories we talk about. We post on the fan website, 105.7 FM, the fan, and on the Bill Michaels uh, Sports Talk webpage as well. So looking forward to it. Uh, you get uh, you get safe. I'll see you when it's dark. I'll, <laughs> just, yeah, I'll try and get a nap in before I meet you there. Yeah, just text me when you're on your way, and um, I'm, I'll probably see you there between 2 and 3 in the morning, and we'll be good to go. Looking forward to a big unit. Right. You know how much we get out of this every year. Our old friends, the contacts, right. the stories we hear about the Packers, throughout the league we've all you know what we've already been contacted by numerous people and one of the ones i'm looking forward to jordy nelson's going to join us this week there you go yeah there we're gonna, you go we're be talking with jordy so awesome yeah. good stuff all right buddy i'll see you thanks bill thanks uh, thanks mike there you go see him at the airport so coming up next week uh some of the interviews james jones going to be joining us steve mariucci you're going to hear from jordy nelson you're going to hear from brian billick you're going to hear from you're going to hear from uh, Super Agent Lee Steinberg is going to be there. I heard that he is bringing Tua over to us, one of the top draft choices this year, coming out of Alabama after that hip injury took him out of the remainder of his season. But he's entering the draft, and he's a guy that's going to be highly sought after. So we're going to hear from some of the uh, some of the kids coming in to the NFL draft. All kinds of Hall of Famers are going to stop by, and all kinds of current players, former players, celebs. Uh, sports betters, I mean, you name it. it. It's a who's who. A lot of it's going to relate back to what we hear, see, and witness regarding the Green Bay Packers. So look forward to it again. If you want to follow us, uh, the best way to do so for all the, the, the interactive stuff over on the Facebook fan page, you can simply go to facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. And on Instagram, follow me at The Real Bill Michaels. You can follow me there as well, and you're going to see a lot of that stuff over there too. Also on Twitter, don't forget, we'll be, we'll be there live and in person. We now head off to Miami, bringing you all the fun and pageantry of Super Bowl 54. Gotta go. Have a go and see it. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.